the rip cat. Yeah. There it is. It's the same. Even after a deteriorating preseason loss, it's the same coming. I love it. I I hope it picks up this time because last time I didn't pick it up for a lot of the, the pods. And I, I like this mic is so far away from me now, and I don't know why it's still picking up in the red. So I hope that everybody heard it. Uh, maybe I'll do something like, uh, hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Just Ricky. as like a substitute in case the first one didn't come through the right way. I mean, you yeah. put a lot of effort into the yeah. first one. You know, I really hope that that one hits. But yeah. Dude, you know, like, honestly, maybe I should just do, like, three different in- intros and see what one gets picked up by them. That, you know, that's, that's a pretty good idea. You're onto something there. Maybe uh, next pod we just do a full hour of workshopping intros. And yeah. Just let everyone listen to us practice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we have, like, a, we have, a, what, what do you call it? The, the, it's uh, like a training camp for Kitty Lit. What are the takes that they do after the uh the, after the movie? Uh, the, oh, um, like the outtakes, the bloopers. Outtakes, yeah, yeah. yeah we have like outtakes yeah. at the end. Oh man, that sounds like so much work. Uh, it sounds terrible. I'm, oh man, I, I get so excited to do this podcast because it's like not work, and I get to talk football. Yeah, and it that's what gives me like this like extra boost of energy because man, I it is it is a beast of a project I'm working on right now. But no one cares about that, so let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> my problems don't matter. Uh, let's uh, let's talk unless, about the, unless your problems have to do with the Carolina Panthers, yes, then they matter uh, significantly. All right, here's my thing. I hate that we are so jaded. We are so jaded. We get every little thing that happens. We get so bent out of shape about, and I get it. I get it. I I understand. I'm sure Lions fans understand. I'm sure Browns fans understand. I'm sure Jags fans understand. I'm sure Jets fans understand. I mm-hmm. get it. I get it. We have been bad for a long time, but we got to keep everything in perspective. Right. Also, I am furious uh, with the Jets. I, I'm, I'm just. It seems like what's they, your beef with the Jets? It seems like um, it seems like I don't know if it's hard knocks or if it's uh, Aaron Rodgers that he wants to be a part of. You know, he wants to you know coach this team to you know show show the Panthers what's go, what like what they're doing. It just felt like we were doing. It's almost like we're like we're doing a walkthrough, and like we're just kind of like doing very like like um, easy plays that you know they can stop, they can evaluate their their guys, we can evaluate our guys because that's what preseason is all about, right? You're evaluating your guys and who's going to make the roster. We so we have our offensive line out. They think that we're, all we're doing is just doing vanilla, and we are, and we're just doing vanilla. They're running stunts, they're blitzing every other play, they're hitting our quarterback. It's like. What do you? I I get I get that they're not <laughs> You're wrong. You're about to say what it. are you doing? And I was about to tell you they were playing football, but <laughs> yeah, I get I get they're I get they're not technically wrong sure. by doing that, right? But what do you got to prove, man? What do you got to prove? So you just feel like they might have went a little bit extra for yeah, the yeah. first preseason game. What What did they learn about their offense? Did they learn anything about their offense? Did you Did you see somebody that you know? They, it was screen, 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 uh, tight end screen, um, uh, uh, bootleg. They didn't. They didn't hurt, learn anything Zach about the receiver. Had a couple of of downfield intermediate level throws on that first and second drive. He had a couple of things yeah, going yeah, there. That, actually, that one to Miko Harmon was a yeah, beauty. And, it was a beautiful and, uh, pass that Dante, Dante Jackson, Jackson made just made a hell of great, an individual play. Great, yep. great play. But it's like, what are you? Why? Why are you even doing that? What? Yeah. Like, you're not learning anything, anything about yourself. I get you. You're trying to win the game. Sure, who cares? You're trying to well, win the think game. Think about it this way, right? So I, I don't like 1,000 percent disagree with you or anything that it seemed like they were definitely going um, a level faster than what the Carolina Panthers were playing at. But think about it this way: our fan base right now has been overreacting like crazy ever since the game. Completely yeah. dejected. Don't believe in the team. Nothing at all went our way, right? Like we are code zero, everything is bad. Mm -hmm. So for the Jets, what they did is not only did they instill confidence in their fan base, they instilled some confidence into their young players that maybe don't even see a bunch of significant action in the regular season because they didn't even play majority of their starters and they did all of this. So they're instilling this confidence in the depth on their roster to come into the regular season saying, Hey, look, man, somebody goes down, 
we saw what these young guys can do. We saw what our, you know, reserves can do in, in live game action. And we saw mm-hmm. it against starters. So while I can understand what, you know, the sentiment behind what you feel is, I have more of a gripe with the fact that there wasn't a pride level on our individual players to not get shown up like that. Vanilla yeah. game plan or not, there is still just like that individual responsibility. And I think, and you know, we can get more into all of this kind of stuff as as we go on tonight. Um, but I think that that's probably where that players only offensive line meeting with Campen stems from is there mm-hmm. was some personal accountability that I think he wanted to remind them of and that it wasn't strictly blame the game plan, blame the lack of, you know, film watching and, and, and scheming up for what mm-hmm. these guys do specifically. It's a personal accountability. And that that's the energy that we had in training camp didn't match the energy we came out with on Saturday. So I, I hear you. But I also, you know me, this is this is what I do. I try to keep level headed. I try to mm-hmm. not get emotional about anything and, and look at it from uh, an objective standpoint. Well, I'm not getting and, emotional. And you hate about, that. I know. I you hate that. <laughs> well, I'm not getting emotional about the team. I don't. I, I don't think that. I don't think. I don't think we saw anything about anything except maybe the offensive line. But I think the offensive line came out thinking. I mean, a lot of the guys that almost everybody in the offensive line that is out played last year. They played in in the entire uh, uh, preseason last year, and they're like, "This is the preseason. We're gonna, you know, go 80 percent." And it makes a lot more the way you the way you say it, it makes a lot more sense because all we heard about coming out of Panthers practice is the O line. Uh, uh, Rogers is like upset with the O line because we embarrassed them, and right. uh, I I I I get it from their perspective, but from Panthers perspective, really, bro, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, really, bro, like that's what you're doing. Yep, and and it just got everybody's relaxed about the twenty seven nothing. It was. It's basically thirteen nothing, and it's the score been, means absolutely nothing. First right, of all, doesn't right. mean a single thing. The right. The objective is to be able to evaluate players on an individual basis and see what they can do. And you know, Frank Reich said it today in in one of his pressers. He was talking about it about how vanilla that scheme was, and about how he wasn't doing our skill and position players any favors with that scheme. Right. He, we weren't getting the advantages that we'll get from their play calling and from their concepts. We didn't run any motion that kind of frees up and creates space on its own in a schematic way. We didn't do any of that. He referred to it as having them run uphill. So mm-hmm. he knew that he was making them up against a, a tougher fight yeah. than what they would see in a regular season. He assumed they were going to be jerks. That's what he said. He assumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I thought, I thought that everybody had a gentleman's agreement about not hitting our quarterback a bunch of times because yeah. we all we're doing is trying to evaluate who we have on the field. Hey, how do we know how good your safeties are? How do we know how good your corners are? We don't because all you did was blitz, 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 stunts, stunts, stunts. And we don't know how good your receivers are because all you did was uh, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, uh, uh, bootleg. So do you what, want a silver what, lining from that then? For us? Because you talk, yeah, no, no, for us. You talk about oh, yeah, like the, yeah, the yeah. heavy blitzing, the stunts on the defensive line, the constant pressure, the all of that kind of stuff. We learned a hell of a lot about Bryce Young. I learned watching Bryce Young. Yes. I learned that he is exactly what he's been called, unflappable. He is going to make quick reads, quick progressions. Literally his very first snap in an NFL game, even though it's preseason, was a full field read from left to right, scanning into probably what was his fourth read, his his Mm -hmm. fourth progression, and found Thielen, who – Thielen – who was sitting down exactly where he was supposed to sit, the safety blanket that we've talked about him being for Bryce Young. And and it was a nice completion. And there's a little screenshot out there of Bryce standing on his tippy toes and people having some major problem with that. He did it in college. He won the Heisman in college. He balled out against the SEC. I'm not concerned about a screenshot showing him standing on his tippy toes. If you've watched any Bryce Young game film, it's something that happens. He has a tendency to get toesy. He also has a tendency to shred opposing defenses. So give me the guy that stands on his toes and plays like an all-pro as opposed to a guy with solid footwork all the time and they can't make a 53-man roster. A screenshot is so stupid. Every single great quarterback yep. is alive on their feet. They're they're jumping. They're not jumping, but they're like – because. What you want to do is not 
yeah, you don't want to have your weight on on one foot and be, have to use that foot to do anything. To so you're always on. It's kind of like uh, you're playing defense in basketball, right? Like you're you're always shuffling your feet. It's the mm-hmm. same exact thing. It's the most moronic thing that that ha- like has happened with this the, the media. Uh, God, man, I I hate that I'm just like the mainstream media is so stupid because I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, geez, man, what are we doing? What like yeah. what are we doing? It's so 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 silly. But yeah, Bryce. But Young they're but they're right. Great. Bryce Young, man, he did have a lot to feel good about. Like yeah. he had what four of six for twenty one yards. So from a cumulative statistic point, you're not going to look at that and say that it was a great showing and that you got a lot of answers from that. I understand that. But we're not looking at it from an amassed production standpoint. Mm-hmm. We're looking at it from in a live game situation against an aggressive defense that put hits oh, on yeah, him could have could have easily rattled his mental like fortitude. Right of I'm going to stand here and I'm going to take that hit again. Maybe if he if he didn't have that toughness that he easily displayed <laughs> on Saturday, maybe he would have been a little bit nervous. Maybe he would have been sped up a little bit like. Their own, our backup, Matt Corral, and the Jets' own quarterback, Zach Wilson, have a tendency to get sped up when things aren't going their way. Bryce didn't do that. Bryce made the correct reads. He had a couple of miscommunications with receivers. There was one where I think LaVisca Chenault went a little bit farther deep into his route than he wanted to be. And JT O'Sullivan did a great film breakdown on this um, on Twitter, on his YouTube channel. And it showed that on that opposite side, I believe it was Mingo, went on a nice five-yard stop route. And LaVisco went about seven or eight yards and tried to stop. And where Bryce threw that ball, it was going to be a pretty nice back shoulder five-yard route. It's There's a lot of small parts that we have to have happen in the preseason to clean up and build that chemistry and that timing and that anticipation with these players. This is the first time all these guys have played. Mm-hmm. We got to give them a little bit of grace. I'm not saying that we shouldn't yeah. have issues, though with some of the other things and we can get right into that if you want to because there's definitely some areas that we can say were problematic and are legitimate right so so uh um bryce uh dropped back what eight out of 11 times which is not going to be the case we are going to we're going to run the ball we're going to run the ball heavily we're going to set up play action we are here's what they were doing they were saying we're going to line up blitzes and we're going to like uh play press man if our Mm -hmm. if our offensive line knows that Gives them a smidge more timing. Yeah, we're we're beating them long. We are beating them long because Bryce can throw a great uh, um, uh, a long ball, and it's going to be they will get. That's what's so frustrating. Frustrating about that is that they kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And if we are ready for that, and we are like used to running the ball, there's no way they can do that in a normal game because they get beat long every single time. And yeah. that's what makes me mad is they're taking advantage of the vanilla and like putting Michael Jordan in and other right. uh, guards in that it was, it was, it was dirty in my, in my opinion. I thought it was dirty. I, I, I don't, they're not gonna be able to do that in a real game. And you're just doing, you're just taking advantage of it because we're, we're kind of playing, let's about evaluate our, our players and you're playing, let's look, we, we got to prove to our fans that we're actually good. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but we spent way too long on that. Uh, <laughs> so, in my opinion, don't take anything away from this game because the, all the Jets wanted to do is prove to themselves that they're better than the Carolina Panthers. Congratulations, man! Congratulations. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, you, uh, I don't, I don't. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's start uh, evaluating what we can take away because. Um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, uh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm just... No, uh, and you know what, though, man? To be completely honest, it's good to have the passion and to want um, the gentleman's agreement of football, essentially, is how you phrased it, I think, earlier. You do want those unwritten rules and those those agreements among coaches and stuff. Like, you want that to be upheld. But at the same day, at the same time, what I'm looking at here, we could have done more on our own end to eliminate some of what was happening. 1,000%. One thousand percent, and, and, that's, and not I, I even think just the coaching, but like the players. I think that there could have been a little bit more on our end right. of like, hey, look, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked too, so yeah. let's go out there and let's do something about it. Yeah, our team thought it was a, a, a preseason game one. They thought it was a Super Bowl. That's the difference. Um, so let's uh, let's go into the guys that we uh, uh, were able to get any kind of read on because. Mm-hmm. 
we always use offense and defense. Um, I, I just think that's like easier for people to kind of get into what we're talking about because yeah. offense is easier to talk about. Um, so we already talked about Bryce. We talked about the O line, which we got a we got an interior O line problem. Uh, I've been saying I, that for a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cor- we miss Corbett a lot. Uh, Zavala was taking snaps today, though. Uh, and yeah. so was Nash, and so was uh, um, uh, Brown. What, yeah, what and, do you and, think and, is going to be the, the 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 player that we choose going forward? Well, so it was interesting to hear. And sorry to cut you off. Oh, it yeah, was no, interesting to hear um, <laughs> Frank say it today. What I think that me and you have talked about a couple times, and I know that. If you follow me on Twitter, I know that you've probably seen me saying these same things. The Chandler Zavala injury, um, along with now this Nash Jensen time off that he's had the past week or so, five days, came at really awful times because training camp was where we were trying to figure out who was going to hold that right guard position until Corbett came back healthy. And I, my presumed... um idea on that and that they were hoping for was that Cade Mays seized that job and took it running away without looking back. He clearly did not do that. Um, I think they know that. And I think that they're pretty comfortable even at this point saying that they're not looking for him to win it right now. It would be great if somebody stepped up. I don't think that they have a full anticipation that that will be Cade at this point. Chandler Savala has the physical tools that you look for he's a bigger stronger more powerful guy that fits in line really well with the rest of our offensive line specifically icky and bradley bozeman that's why i think that originally the plan was for him to transition over to that left guard at some point during the season not that brady christensen is a bad player that's not what i'm inferring when i say that what i'm saying though is that when you have the entire starting five healthy i think that brady christensen is the player that would be the first position that you would look at to upgrade on that offensive line. I don't think that you are concerned about Icky. I don't think you're concerned about Bradley Bozeman. I definitely don't think you're concerned about Corbett. And Taylor Moten has been a a staple on this offensive line, and he's been terrific every year that he's out there. So that leaves Brady Christensen. And Brady Christensen is a player playing out of his natural position. He was an offensive tackle at BYU, and they're trying to put him in on that left side next to Icky because he can pass protect. He's a very mobile player. He struggles with his anchor. And that's what we talked about last episode. And it was evident again. Now, look, Brady had, I think, the highest PFF score of all of our starters in that preseason game. And and I'm not going to even have to do my, man, don't trust PFF bit, because I think you already know that. That's It's not the end-all, be-all. And they also played three snaps. So it is a weighted situation that when there is a negative play, you know, one out of 12 is a whole lot different than two out of 67. So there is a weighted value there that changes that grading system. I just don't think anyone should take that to heart. Watch the game. You can use that as a starting point and then go watch the film again. NFL Plus has it already on the condensed version. Go watch it. I'll watch it for a fourth time tonight. Um, What I think the issue is here, you're looking at Chandler Savala, Nash Jensen, Cade Mays, and Justin McCrary to figure out who that starting position is going to be. Frank said that he hopes to have that after week two. That means that this week in practice is a huge week for those guys. And that's why I think you saw Zavala taking every snap he could today. Injury or not, even if he's not 100%, I just don't know that there's enough time to wait before you have to kind of push that to the back and say, we're going to throw McCray in there or we're going to throw Cade Mays in there. Those are the only Mm -hmm. two that you could feel comfortable because they have some sort of experience. If it were up to me and those were the two, it's Justin McCray. That's who I would go with. Um, I think they really, really want Zavala to take it over. Or Nash Jensen. I think Mm -hmm. they just want that because that's an unknown quantity that they feel like maybe has a little bit more ceiling to it than what they're looking at right now. And I also think that what happens is if you get Zavala who steps up and he does take that right spot right now, when Corbett comes back, then I think you really do look at it and say, has he done enough to move over to that left side? If Brady struggles the first three to five weeks, whatever it is that Austin is out, if Zavala looks good, then maybe you have a long-term solution there too. That's all very speculative, but that is why this is so important to figure it out right now because there's going to be movement in the season as well. And when Corbett comes back, there is no guarantee he's going to be 100% healthy and ready to go. They're talking about him being ahead of schedule. If he's ahead of schedule, that also means you've got to pay really close attention 
to any kind of indicators that he's suffering any kind of a setback or he's having a little bit of extra soreness that you wouldn't have had if he had three extra weeks to, you know, get up to game speed and, and prepare a little bit more. You just don't know what is going to happen coming off of a significant injury. So we need to have all of our ducks in order for this one. Yeah. What if uh, we just run the ball? Yeah. If you, yeah, if you just want to run the ball, then why didn't we draft B. John Robinson instead of no. Bryce Young? <laughs> what, what, what I was saying is that, so this is what kind of pisses me off about the, the Jets, is that they know we are trying to evaluate our receivers, our quarterback, and our pass-blocking offensive line. They know that. We've passed the ball with Bryce Young on the field, what, 8 out of 11 times or 8 out of 12 times? They mm-hmm. know that. So they're just pinning their ears at, back and coming after us because that's what we're doing. We are a power run team. Bozeman's a power run uh, um, a center. Icky's a power run uh, left tackle. Uh, Corbett, whenever he comes back. We were phenomenal running the ball last year. And we will do it again because Frank mm-hmm. Reich runs the ball. Yeah. And we will set up play action doing that. We will be significantly better. And that's why it gets me back to like talking. Everything that you saw – just throw it out the window because they it's knew exactly what, yeah, what we were doing. Right. right. It's not going to be what we look like on Sundays. What we look like on Saturday isn't going to be what we look like on Sundays. We're going to run the ball more. We're going to have Miles Sanders out there. We are going to run the motions. We're going to run a whole lot of a different offensive scheme and different concepts. Frank talked about saying multiple again today. He didn't show those looks on Saturday. That's not the point of what we were doing. It was one-on-one type of things. Now, the one thing that I'll say, though, when, when you talk about the Jets coming after us that often, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, heavy blitzing going on where they were bringing yeah, extra stunts. people. It was, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But, but the matchups were still same personnel numbers on both sides. They yeah. won one-on-one matchups. Yeah. And at some point, yeah, does it bother us fans because we just saw us get our ass kicked a bunch of times? Yeah, but guess what it did for James Campen? It gave him a shit ton of ammo to sit there and yeah, look at his true. guys and say, I now know what your biggest deficiency is. You yep. cannot handle a straight speed rush on that outside shoulder. Yep. We got to figure that out. We got to fix it. We got to fix it right away. I'm going to line you up against Brian Burns for the next decade, and you're yep. just going to have to figure <laughs> it out. You know, like you're going to just yep. be in pass rush purgatory where we're yep. just going to throw the gauntlet at you. Yep. Maybe that's what needs to happen here. Because they're and and the other part with that offensive line, though, and I think this is really important to stress a lot of those issues look to be poor communication and poor identification along the offensive line. It did not look to be just a bunch of overpowering. There was one or two snaps with Icky that I thought he just got overpowered. Yeah, yeah. But they're overpowered. I also mean speed wise, not not power rush. Um, Yeah. But the the stunts that we're talking about, that's that's communication errors. Yeah, and yeah. that is coachable and it's fixable. And it also gets better with continuity and reps. So mm-hmm. where we're concerned about that, those are also very fixable things that we will get better at. That Campen was here for a reason. He stayed for a reason was to get this team sharper when we have those issues. He knows how to develop this this line. He developed this line already. So he mm-hmm. knows what he wants to do with them. He knows where the coaching points are. This just gives him a little bit of an extra kick in the ass to get started on it right away yeah. as opposed to waiting until week one or two. And I'm that's why I'm okay with this stuff. I oh, yeah. did not see anything so alarming that I'm ready to say, hey, we're going to go 3-14 and 14 this year now. Yeah, come on, everybody. It's one like, preseason game with three series for our it's offense. It's so right? silly. It's so right. – we, we saw this offensive line last year. It's – it's oh man! It's a solid it, offensive line. It, yeah. I don't think that this is a top five offensive line. I think it's a very solid offensive line with a ton of room yeah. to grow. Yeah, yeah, they're all young. I uh, yeah, I don't get into the the average yep. fan yep. talking about it because it's, it's just too silly to even talk about. Uh, even though I'm really mad about the Jets, I just right. don't think we saw a lot in, on offense because we. What I did see is that man Corral, woof, woof. I mean, yeah, that and, and you know, to be fair, he didn't have the time either. Offensive line didn't afford him very mm-hmm. much time. But mm-hmm. what I did see with him is that he also made his job harder on himself. Oh, yeah. He didn't make decisions quickly enough at all. He's got a live arm. He can he can really zip the ball. He's He's yeah. got a stronger, pure arm than Bryce Young does. Yeah. He's got zip on it. He can really fit it into a tight window. The problem is that he can't identify tight windows quickly enough to try yeah. to throw into them. Um, I... 
I'm concerned about him as much as you would anticipate being concerned about a third string quarterback because that's what he is. Yeah. If the plan was to showcase him for a trade, I think you're going to have to kind of let that romantic idea go out of your head. I'm not sure that there's going to be a value there. He's a young developmental guy. I get that there might be an appeal to us as fans because some of us really wanted him to succeed. Yeah. And not not just succeed. Everyone wants him to succeed. Some yeah. of us wanted him to take that starter position and, and be our franchise guy. We've got that guy now. So now we just have to look a little bit clearer at this and say, does this guy take a roster spot? Even with the three quarterback rule, are we really going to sit here and hold him on the roster if he doesn't show anything more than what he showed? Yeah, I think he just has to accept the fact that he's a backup. Um, I think that I think he's putting so much pressure on himself to perform, which is kind of what Zach Wilson did. And mm-hmm. I think at, at some point when he finally accepts, hey, man, I'm just a I'm backup. Uh, if I, I I might get my number called at some point and, and that'll be my time to perform. Yeah, stay if ready. Just, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I just accept that I'm a backup, then I think that takes the pressure off instead of saying I need to perform well. So another team will like take me on. To, to be their starter or because I never yeah. got my shot kind of thing. It's it's, it's kind of like that mental thing because it just looks like men, like mentally he's just – he's not there. Well, he and just, you got to give him a little bit of credit too though because he did come out and admit that A, it's not his foot that was bothering him. His, his surgically repaired foot is healthy. He's good on that. He even said it's his eyes. He's He's got to be sharper with his decision-making. He's got to be yeah. quicker with his decision-making. He's got to, you know, play with a little bit more conviction. And that's what you're referring to with the the mental confidence and all those kinds of yeah. things. But I do think that that self-awareness and accountability is a positive thing that he can build off of. So I don't think that he's a completely lost cause as far as being well, yeah. a football player. Yeah. But I think that maybe his tenure here is very contingent on the next two exhibition games. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Will Greer. I mean, they were, they were both draft, drafted in the third round. Will Greer steps in. He's just it's just out of his league and now yeah. he's like kind of he's with dallas he's like he's kind of accepting his role as being a backup i feel yeah. like that's a very very similar comp um yeah and, and everything else in the offense i mean i think it's vanilla so, hard to tell right yeah i think i think there's a reason that black shoe didn't play a lot i think there's a reason we didn't target the tight ends a lot um i think that's gonna be a heavy part of this offense and we just right. didn't show our hand yet so, so maybe maybe you learn something by not seeing it on the field Right. Ooh, maybe some well, he, of the things that you didn't see that you anticipated seeing, maybe you weren't wrong about that. Maybe there's just a reason that you didn't see it. LaVisca Chenault's usage. Maybe there's a reason that he was targeted one time and on the outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a reason that Raheem Blackshear, I think, took one handoff from the backfield. Maybe there is a reason that DJ Chark didn't run a go route. Now, there was the one there was the one um, attempted back shoulder fade that Bryce threw to him. Yeah. And if you look at it, uh, I think that when Bryce anticipated throwing that ball, DJ was hip to hip with that defender. So Bryce looked at it as a back shoulder. DJ ended up getting a step on him right as Bryce was throwing it. And I think the DJ right. might have anticipated that being a, a deeper downfield throw. That was so a go route. That was a go route. And, and there's, there's the timing aspect, though, of that, that you kind of just have to work out and you have to work out the field between the two of them in real games. All, all of these reps are meaningful. So all of that does play a part in it, right? But maybe yeah. the things that we didn't see are almost worth writing home about because maybe those are the things that we do see in Sundays. We we do we know we know we've seen right too yep. many times. We know what he's going to do. We yep. know what Thomas Brown's going to do. We know what's going to happen. It, yeah. We're, I'm for anybody that's worried, just please don't be. It's yeah. there's yeah. nothing about this offense that screams right. At all. None if of it. You, yeah, if None you're super it. worried and panicking right now, like wake up in the morning, go take a, a walk, enjoy the outside, touch some grass, uh, smell the last little bit of summer and <laughs> all of this awesome stuff that's going on and prepare yourself to let all of that go because there just is no reason for that serious heavy overreaction right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my my other little takeaways is uh, Derek Wright's a, a good little player. Hurt his knee at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, he's a good little player though. I, yeah. um, I, 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 I was a Saunders guy uh, last year, and I think uh, Derek Wright is kind of my guy this year. I like, I like Derek. Yeah, Wright. I like Derek Wright. He's a good football player. Uh, knee injury, end of the game. Yeah. Frank commented on it today. Said they'll they'll look at the next day or two. They, he said that with pretty much all the injuries that were going on right now that they'll give it a day or two mm-hmm. and make an assessment once they kind of look at the scans and all those things again. But he anticipates that it's going to be a minute, is is what yeah. he said. 
And he said the same thing for uh, Anderson, defensive end. He also injury yeah. late in the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing to come up with those injuries. And then we have TMJ carted off the field today in practice. He said 5 o'clock. Did, any, did they give us any update? The no, that, that was I, I believe it was Sheena, Sheena Quick that said that there was a scan scheduled for 5 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. I had not, as of coming on to record this tonight, I had not seen any update on that. That's scary. Now, now Mike Cato reported it. that he was on the in the front seat of the golf cart and that yeah. he didn't look overly dramatic, but, but that he had already injury. had an What's x-ray. He, right, right, right. So we'll we'll see. They called it a tweak and not overly dramatic and in the front seat. So we'll see what happens there. But I think we can't we can't have TMJ getting injured when it's such a pivotal part of the offense. And I know maybe some people are down on him. What he brings to it is what makes the offense as complete and multiple and dangerous as it is. So we can't start losing these pieces before we even get to see what we're working with because it, it's going to be a really tough evaluation at that point of this team. Yeah, the only the only the, the thing that's scary. I don't. I'm not scared about anything else except that it's supposed to be at, at five, and we haven't heard anything. So yeah. it's you don't get bad. Well, and this and this this quickly. team has been pretty close to the vest about injuries, but as time lingers, we're starting to learn like little tidbits that seem a little bit troublesome, like the Marquise Haynes Senior back tweak that he had yeah said it was not serious he's been out for about three weeks now today in the joe person piece for the athletic he commented or he was talking to marquise and marquise was quoted as saying you know i've I've dealt with this before but this time is a little bit more you know that i wouldn't wish this on anybody back pain sucks kind of things it does when you read those quotes directly from a player it gives you a little pause so it does make me a little bit concerned that the verbiage of tweak has been used on something that has lasted yeah, Miles four Sanders weeks. Groin and we have right. seen him yeah, a little bit. And Miles Sanders groin said if it was a regular season game, he'd be playing. Didn't practice again today, not anticipating him playing in the preseason now at this point, at least I not week fine. two. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah, I don't think he fine. needs to, especially not until we get this offensive line worked out. What's yeah. the benefit of throwing him out there to get what three carries right. in a series where you're trying to evaluate Bryce more than Miles exactly. Sanders, anyways? So exactly, yeah. I don't have yeah. a problem running with that. Backs, That's not alarming. Yeah, running back soft tissue take all the time, all the time. You Absolutely, need. I, I'm, no I'm definitely okay with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything <laughs> offense, um, like there's nothing really to take away. I, I think we we like. We I thought Chuba run. ran well. I thought Chuba still ran hard. Yeah I, yeah, I don't have a problem, man. I think the Chuba is going to be a good ball player this year. I think that he was a decent ball player last year, and I think he's going to be a pretty good one this year. Yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be AJ Dillon. I think that's what he's going to be. He, I feel like he still can't because uh, he missed it. He, he got targeted right, and he didn't catch it. I think it was like no, he did catch it out of the flat. Oh, okay, it All was right, one cool. of Bryce's real quick. It was it was probably Bryce's best rhythm throw yeah, in the yeah. pocket. He was he was at the four yard line. <laughs> Took one step, two steps, did not click his heels, turned hips, fired it, put it right on that outside corner of his body, allowed him to fall <laughs> forward for two yards. It was a beautiful little throw. And, oh, really? and I, yeah, no, it was, it's a great throw. And it's really funny to even it's really funny to even say that it's a great throw because it's a quick little flat yeah, yeah. out route, right? But it well, was Zach it Wilson was, did it all day, so yeah, it must not be man, that good. Man, I, our defense got lit up on the flats. That yeah, is but something that what are is they crazy. Do, man, they're not they're not trying to like because when you do that, you're like going. Yeah. What they didn't want to do, they didn't want to hurt anybody because they're yeah. gentlemen and they didn't want to do it. Because you know what you can do when somebody catches the ball right there in the middle yeah. of traffic, tee off on him, and that dude's down for the rest. Of, I can't. I cannot believe the play calling that happened on the Jets side. Yeah. I digress. Let's not. Uh, let's not talk about it too much. Offense, offensive line, basically it. We try to come up with more stuff, but there yeah. really ain't much. The defense, though. There was some there was some pretty fun uh, plays that happened. Absolutely. So we have a we have guys we can go through uh, yep. one by one by one on one. Franklin, of course, man. Why don't you go to the sideline? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Just go take it down the sideline. Uh, but it was a, it was a really nice uh, interception. Nice and, to see uh, him get that play. He's he's yeah. earned some looks um, as a depth player on defense. I, I still think, though, when you look at the and, – and I saw the conversation today about, like, maybe he should be getting some defensive reps and all these kinds of things. And, yeah, like, he's a good ball player. But if you look at our safety room, who's he yeah, going to jump over, yeah, right? Yeah. Because one of the guys that he's in competition with for that, you know, secondary safety position, Eric Rowe. Yeah. Eric Rowe had a wonderful performance on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. You do it all the time, so just go ahead and talk about my next guy. So, <laughs> no, let's I go right into Eric Rowe. Come right. on. <laughs> I did, though. I did really think that Eric Rowe had a really nice he showing. Yeah, I think that yeah. he did exactly what he was brought here to do. 
yep. by playing that physical um, nickel, big nickel or star role, however you want to look at it, where yep. if he's the third safety on there, that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be in that Jeremy Chin role for the time that Chin's not on there. And I think that that's a great, A, it's a great mentor type mm. of situation for Chin to learn from somebody who's kind of had to transition into that from the cornerback position where he had success early in his career. And now he's better suited to play this style of position. Mm. I think that that's a great natural learning partner for Jeremy Chin, but I also think that it's great competition because he's still got juice left. Yeah. He's not strictly a voice in a locker room. This guy's actually going to push him to play his best because if he's not, Eric Rowe is going to be able to step in and be a productive player and understand a defensive system right now. So I love that aspect. Yeah. Franklin, I did think, played really well, and Franklin was involved on the special teams. He's yeah. just got so much value for this team. Yeah, People yeah, he, do not give enough credit to the guys that play defense and special teams at a high level. Yep, Very yeah. valuable players to a football roster. Yeah, we talked about the vets. Uh, I don't know which podcast we did. We talked about how you know Adam Thielen's been to, to a, a conference championship game. Right. Uh, uh, Miles Sanders has been to a Super Bowl. Uh, now we got Houston, who you know we got all these guys that have like won, and then you got right. Rowe. I just kind of forgot about him, and, and Rowe's done the same same thing. You got really we we have a really nice mixture. Is when I do my thirty two and thirty two, I talk about the Falcons, and it's like your whole your whole team is vets. Like their whole right. defense, they just brought in a bunch of vets, and that's all they have. We have a nice little mixture of uh, young guys and vets that, yeah, because we haven't experienced winning before, and so to get that winning culture to come in uh, with these uh, with these older players is it's it's a big it's deal. Kinda, it's yeah, it, it's I think it's 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 more important than people. We talk about coaching all the time, but I think this, these are, uh, are are more. I think Mingo is going to be really good, really fast because of Thielen. And I Agreed. think Chin could be yeah. really good, really fast because of. I, th- I think that's uh, it's almost like they they targeted these guys. For the guys that we had, this that- is a team built purposefully. Yeah, this is yeah. they were put together. You look at it like a jigsaw puzzle, right? Like these pieces literally just fit with each other to create a picture. Yeah, and that's that's a great job by the front office. It's a great job by the coaching staff to identify what works and what they prioritize in their systems. That's why you're talking about this preseason situation, and and we have to understand. Ugh. We did not see what this team is supposed to look like on Sundays. You brought up Justin Houston, didn't play. Brought up Brian Burns, didn't play. So we're missing those two. Now, can we transition real quick since we're talking about the edge? Can we talk about what we saw from edge players? Can we do that? No, that's my next. Yeah, that's my next. Uh, yeah, my, perfect. My next one too. Yeah. So I did exactly just, just, what I always do. Just, just run. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, just raise <laughs> your hand if you want to talk, okay, Alex? <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry, man. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. Alex always gives me shit and says that I'm too nice because I'm from North Carolina. I'm from the <laughs> South. And I think that I just did a really good job of displaying that I'm too nice, at least to Alex. I'm not to other people. Like if you ask anyone else in my life, they're like, Rick is a complete asshole. Like, <laughs> um, but to Alex, yeah, no, I am nice. Probably just because he's from New York and I'm from the South. So he doesn't I'm understand. I'm from it. New York. I've just been in New York well, for Whatever, a while. man. You've been there like 10 years. You're practically yeah. a, a ninja yeah. turtle now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, back to the edge players. What I did see that I really liked, DJ Johnson, I think that he showed way more than anyone anticipated seeing based off of what he looked like in camp. And I don't necessarily mean in the pass rush way. I just mean that I think he's going to put a little bit of pressure on YGM as far as his roster spot. Because if DJ Johnson can display on a consistent basis the ability to set the edge and to be a really good run defender, because he did a lot of the things that I saw YGM do in his a couple series and that I've seen YGM do the past two years in the NFL, his backside pursuit of the ball carrier is going to be one of his strong points. And that makes a lot of sense because of his straight line speed on his 40. He can get after somebody in pursuit where he has struggled is with his uh, small area, right? His, his burst and his quickness and his agility in small areas. That's where he's been a little bit underwhelming. He showed his physical abilities to just muddy up gaps and to make a problem in the defensive line. I like seeing that. I love to see him being able to disrupt the line of scrimmage and push the offensive player backwards. That's a very similar skill set as what YGM brings to the table. The thing is we have to see DJ do it consistently before you feel comfortable saying that you're going to get rid of a proven commodity at doing those things because YGM is a top level at doing those things 
he doesn't offer you hardly anything in pass rush. And that sucked to see. He is not, he's not efficient with his pass rush moves. He does not use his hands terrifically. He does not have a huge repertoire of moves. And somebody asked me, they said, do you think, and I believe it was Thomas Bray. Um, shout out Thomas, man. He's awesome. Cool, Thomas. If, if he asked me, did I think that there was hesitancy from YGM to get to go after the pass rusher because he's been told so many times not to let somebody get past that back shoulder because he's excelling at run defense. And he's such a good boundary. He's such a good edge set. I, maybe, man, like that does make sense. And I think it's worth looking at. But him in, in college, YGM was a productive pass rusher. And he talked about how he used his length and his quickness and his athleticism and his pass moves to attack and to get after the quarterback. We just haven't seen that in the NFL. So if we're talking about DJ and YGM being relatively linear in what they bring to an offense, we need to open up a roster spot for some of these guys like Iku Leota, Kobe Jones, and Amari Barno, because those guys look like football players on Saturday. Iku Leota was involved everywhere. Special teams, run defense, even disrupting on pass rush reps. He was, he was a player. He looked good. I saw his name and number many times on film. Amari Barno had the big highlight sack. It was a 15-yard loss on the sack where he got skinny in between Makai Becton and the guard and got right underneath, got his pad level down, and he got after him. That's a nice play, and that's a sign of life from somebody that we have been talking about being super underwhelming all of camp. Kobe Jones, we know that he's a high-motor guy. We know that everyone likes him on, in the Panthers organization. He didn't do anything to you know, dispel the way that he's been labeled so far. He didn't necessarily stand out in a huge way, but he also didn't disappear. That's worth noting, right? So mm-hmm. out from the edge group overall, and we're talking about all of those are depth players. We didn't see Justin Houston. We didn't see Brian Burns. And we still haven't seen Marquise Haynes, who's going to be your third best pass rusher. I'm not overly concerned about that group right now. That group made me feel better after Saturday than I felt about them the entire offseason, to be completely honest. You were, you were so close. Are you going to say hitting is, everything? No, you're so close to saying what I was thinking is, why is why the, he, he's the he odd man the out. He might be the odd man out. He might be the odd man out. I, I was watching that really closely. Yeah. We, we've seen, we, it's just, it's his demeanor. He, he doesn't have that like dog in him. He, There's he no confidence in him, man. The way that yeah. I watched him play, I didn't see confidence in right. the way that he was playing. He doesn't, it's like one of these things is not like the other kind of thing. And we, yeah. we keep on apologizing for him. And we know Brian Burns has been working with him. He just doesn't get it. And we yeah. keep on wanting it to happen. And it's yeah. just not going to happen. And maybe and, this is, maybe that's part of what Thomas Bray was talking about, right? Yeah. Because when YGM comes out, he looks like he's playing within his own head. He's thinking about everything he's doing. It's mechanical. Right. It's a process. These other guys are playing instinctually. And when you talk to players that play defensive line outside linebacker like this at a high level, they tell you that they're what they're trying to do is play instinctually. They are practicing and doing the repetition part through practice. When they get out there on Sundays, they want their body to just be able to go off of instincts. And it makes them play faster. It makes them play more fluid. And it makes them play more aggressively. Play within their own limits, right? When you're thinking about every single thing you're doing and concerned about maybe not doing it to the way that someone has taught you recently, especially in a position switch, man, that's detrimental. And I do think that I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, I, 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 and I've been a, a kind of a YGM defender and in, in, in sorts of like everybody wants the sack number, everybody wants the the the, the highlight play. I get yeah. that. It's you just gotta. I just gotta see development. I gotta see uh, you in. It just seems like he is. You see him at the podium talking. He's like, "Well, yeah, just like I, I'm just not good enough, I guess." It's just like that. That ain't like Von Bell, <laughs> right? YGM versus Von Bell. That that ain't it. And I don't. And I and I, I think that he's probably like he's sad. Like, I get. It. I don't want to like harp on it too much. But as far as like making a roster, they, yeah, they ain't concerned about that, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, independently work on that. Uh, but you, you, everybody else on this defense is dogs. Uh, Kamu. Uh, yeah. Um, Iku Leota, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, all of them are like running to uh, Frankie Lugu. Yeah. Von Bell. Those guys are going after even Jamie Robinson. Like, 
those guys are, are, are and, they're, they're, and there are just these position groups on this team for this roster that are so deep and that have such like difficult fringe battles right now for making a roster spot on the 53 that a player like YGM who has the high draft capital invested in him second round pick and he's only what third year into the league you do want so badly to not cut ties with somebody like that at such an early stage but if you haven't shown any reason for me to say that you have more upside and more right now than yeah. some of these other guys, because equally Yoda should be a rotational pass rusher and an edge setter right now. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. I don't think he's ready for a high snap usage and a in a big um, role right now. Yet, but it's I also think weeks. that he's got, uh, and he also has a huge value on special teams. We just got done talking about how important it yeah. is to have value on special teams. He played what fifty percent of the snaps. I think. Yeah. I think he might have played every single special team snap. Yeah, he, like, he, he snapped everybody else. I don't know if he yeah, played every single one. Man, but he he's just every... playing a lot of football, and he and he looks good doing he's it. He's making the roster. I, I don't I, see how he I hope make so, the man. I really hope I so. But yeah. the, the the thing is, though, if Barno, him, and Kobe, I think are all kind of fighting for it. And then when you if you say though that YGM becomes on that chopping block, then I think two of them make it right. And I think looking at it, I would look at Iku, and I would look at Barno right this second. Kobe has been way better in camp, but if Barno flashes in these games and he continues to look like he did on Saturday, yeah, it's going to be difficult to keep him off the roster too because of his traits and his tools. Right. I, and I talked to you about that. It's just it's just so much athleticism. It's just so hard yeah. to cut somebody. And if they're going to have guys that they just want high upside guys, right. Barno all day. He is he is just a freak athletically yep. um in, in, in my opinion uh yep. so i'm with you i would do uh leota and and i because i finally saw them and i haven't seen them um leota looks good yet. right dude he looked yeah. those two guys I, that's I, a football I mean, player man yeah yeah it's in and, and and there's nothing that kobe jones i think kobe jones is gonna it might, he might be a starter on a different team yeah. i have no idea he didn't do anything wrong and, and even uh ygm he might just need a, a different uh era like he might just not need the like david newton every single time yeah. asking him um <laughs> yeah so uh you think you suck are you, are you terrible right well i mean they brought somebody else in so maybe i'm terrible i don't know but it's I'm just not gonna like, lie though i had a personal moment where i was really happy when i saw leota doing all this stuff because i knew that you were watching this and me and you have talked multiple times now about iku leota and i knew and i was like every time that i saw him flash i was like alex is gonna look at that and he's gonna be like oh ricky was oh, really yeah. right like this dude oh, is a, this dude's a real phenomenal. football player yeah. yeah no he was great no he was he was he was he was the best of those four uh, by far yeah, i don't even he think he's good, close man. and then uh barno i think showed like really good flashes and you know yeah. what barno was really good about setting the edge too like yeah. he was very disciplined as well and I, that also really impressed me uh with mm-hmm. him because it didn't seem like he was it kind of seems like he had the confidence like not to over pursue uh things and like stay right. disciplined which yeah. i didn't think that for him but that was that was really really good yep. um i think the, the the corners played well i thought the corners played uh corners played really well, well. yeah keith yeah. taylor jr had a nice game yeah um he he was in on a lot of snaps so he also had more opportunities where he had receptions against him but he was in line to make the play after the reception he made some really nice plays on run defense he made some really nice angles yeah. cj henderson had a great play that yeah. If this staff is going to allow him to play more man on the boundary and and use his mirroring ability, which is his premier physical talent, is his ability to mirror that outside receiver, I think that he can find some rejuvenation and find a really nice season in this contract year for him. Yeah, I, I like that they are allowing him to do that. He had that really beautiful just pass breakup across the body, was physical with the receiver. The physical was trying to be, or the receiver was trying to be physical with him. Like it's it was it was just really nice to see him right. play a nice game. Hey man, I think you have a dog in your apartment Kobe, or something Kobe. like that. Kobe. No. That's one of the fringe roster players right there. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, my last name is Make Bryant. It a case. So my my dog's name is Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we didn't name him. We just got him. His name was Kobe. We're like that's that's. Oh, uh, that plays. Meant yeah, to be. I'm not going to uh, change so, that. Sorry, can we do this over again? I don't. I know that the rest of <laughs> the rest of the the listeners uh, heard, but I'm more important. So, uh, what did you say? <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the the corners. Oh yeah, just C.J. Henderson. Just the fact that I thought that he had a really nice showing, and that if he's able to play in the alignment, in the positioning, and the opportunities that he's best suited for, 
then I think that he's going to find success this year. Yeah. And it, I do think that Evero is a smart enough coach, along with Cooley and D'Angelo Hall. I think that all of them are smart enough and aware enough of what his physical abilities are that they know how to put him in a position to play his best football. Yeah, and like I um he he's kind of been like Miles Sanders almost for me. He's like kind of doesn't talk a lot to anybody. He's kind of like very focused, uh uh trying to um kind of prove himself almost. Yeah. And uh good for him. Like it, it yeah. just seems like it's show, it's, it's like showing up on the field. Keep your head it, down it, and work. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that's amazing because I think that a lot of things, a lot of his, the things that people talked about him were that he didn't have that. He didn't have that sure. work ethic. That he sure. didn't uh, do those things. So, yeah, I, dude, I, that's amazing. I like, like to I told you it, before. Yeah. I I don't I don't care who uh who I think is great. I don't care if anybody. If you pass over the people that I think are good, great. That means we're better. awesome. Right. So, yeah, good on him, man. I I think uh, I think that. He looked good. I think he, yep. he. I always thought Keith Taylor looked good. I think that we, we we saw one game of him like just being awful with the Bucks, and everybody was awful and back in. I think yeah. overall he's been pretty solid as as far as every time I've seen him. He's had some opportunities where he knew that he should have played better. It wasn't just yeah. the one Tampa game. But the Tampa game was the glaring one, right? It's the one yeah. that will stick in everyone's mind, right? He had multiple situations where he didn't play very well, but then yeah. he had in his rookie year he had a handful of instances that were extremely promising. And reason for optimism. So it's a mixed bag. And when you have a mixed bag with a completely incompetent coaching staff and no no training for that player, I think you kind of almost have to just wash out some of the negative and prioritize some of the positive that you've seen yeah. from the player and hope that that is harnessed by the actual NFL coaches that are around them right now. So that's what we go into it with. Another position group real quick, just to touch on because we move already from like the edge all the way back into the secondary real quick. I thought Marquand McCall looked really good out there. And I thought that he demonstrated some of his nastiness on at least one play in particular I saw where he finished the play. I mean, the play was pretty much done and he still took this dude for a ride down to the ground. I love that nastiness of him. Um, I think that him and Derek Brown are going to wreak some havoc. I think that him being that space eater and taking up two blocks and I know how concerned every offense is going to be with Derek Brown. They're just going to be a really formidable duo. And I'm excited yeah. about that because I think Marquand is a great story. You know what I mean? Coming in oh, yeah. undrafted out of Kentucky, not getting much snaps last year. Coming in this year really in did. a defense that's almost tailor-made for him to succeed. I can't wait to see it. And he showed a little bit of it already on the first game. Oh, yeah. And we played a lot of 4-3 yesterday. Uh, yeah, a lot of four three. Yeah, I don't know if that was like on purpose to like try to hide our three four. I, I just don't think that we're. I, I just don't think that there's a, a reason to try to box in what formation, like what base formation we're going to yeah, be. Yeah. It's going to be well, a lot was, of sub packages, and maybe it was yeah. four three again because of what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, right? Showing something that you're not going to see. So right, look that, at this all saying. you want to, and it won't do yeah. anything for you. Yeah. It looked like 75, 80 percent four three, and then even when it was uh, three four, it just didn't seem. Uh, it, it seemed like we were like dropping back in coverage. It wasn't mm-hmm. blown by. It was. It was just kind of odd. It, it didn't seem. Um, we didn't. We didn't move around a lot. We didn't fly to the ball. Like it was. It was like not even vanilla. Except for Frankie it was Luvu. Like, Frankie Luvu had that nice pop. Frankie Luvu's still Frankie oh, Luvu. No, I love that Thompson, dude. Man. Shaq Thompson, man. Shaq Thompson like, went straight. Oh man. And and, and, they, the and thing Camus, is like, Camus once again was involved on special teams and defense. Our yeah. defense has some has some ball players, man. Yeah, and you can see them holding it. Like you saw that, like them do that play, and I think they were just mm-hmm. like, "All right, man, we're not going to do this every single time. Keep yeah. running your screens. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. the first preseason game. Yeah, you really want to win that bad. Okay, fine, man. Like it felt, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like they showed you the first time when they did that. Yeah, we can stop that. We're good. Yeah. And they kept on doing that. Like all right, I'm. I'm not going to hurt myself trying to <laughs> trying to fly to the ball uh, just right. because you're you don't trust your quarterback enough to throw downfield. Right, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, yeah, and I think we kind of touched. I don't think uh, I don't think Shai Smith's making the team. I don't think he's making the team. <sighs> um, man, yeah. What do I, I think about Shai Smith? I think that he's in an opportunistic situation right now because with Derek Wright suffering an injury and he's probably done through the preseason with Demir bird gone with wanting to keep 
Raheem Blackshear's usage kind of close to the vest right now to not tip your hands on what you have in store for him. I do think that Shy has a opportunity to show something in the return game and as a slot receiver. I don't have a lot of faith that he's going to show enough to get on the roster. Yeah. But he's in a better situation than I ever thought he would be right now. If you'd asked me like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I don't think that he would even be a fringe player. I think they would already know that's not going to happen. But now I do think there's a realistic chance that they want to keep six receivers. Me personally, I really like Javon Wims. I just don't think that he has any other value outside of a receiver. And as the six receiver on the team, Shy at least does carry a little bit of that special teams added value for a backup return position if Raheem doesn't handle everything on his own. I'm with you, though. I think he's got a really long walk to try to make that team. Yeah. I I feel bad saying it. I just... It doesn't work, in my opinion. Yeah. If, if he makes the team, Bird comes back and he's gone. Like I, I would rather. Yeah. I, if I'm Reich, I'm just like, hey man, I'm gonna cut you and let you like for your sake, so you can yeah. you know, try to get on another team. Uh, because we can we can duplicate your production. We can find somebody to come in and duplicate your production. I don't think production. you're wrong. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was one other player that I think that we should touch on because he got smoked on a play. Jamie Robinson got smoked by rookie Jets running back Israel. Um, he didn't look good, man. He didn't... Well, here's my gripe with the Jamie Robinson play. I didn't care for him stopping in pursuit after he got burned. That Jets running back mashed that B button, spun his ass over, and he stopped. When he got beat, he did not go full speed in pursuit. I That bothers me more than getting beat on a spin move. And that spin move wasn't even that filthy. I'm saying this, I, I would have broke three ACLs if I tried to do that spin move. That's right, that's right. Comparing ourselves to... But from, but from a professional <laughs> athlete standpoint, right? Yeah, and, and I don't even think I have three ACLs. I, I don't know how that would happen. I probably would have just hurt somebody else looking at them. You know, it would have been nasty if I tried to do that with my legs. But the fact that he got beat by a spin move that by all accounts didn't look necessarily lethal, right, and, and, and sudden, that doesn't bother me. You're going to get beat sometimes by somebody making a move right. at the right time. What bothered me is that he didn't seem interested in trying to finish the play and make up for it. And that's just something that I would assume he was talked to immediately on the sidelines and that throughout practice is going to be hammered home. Not exactly mm-hmm. sure what method they will use to do that, but I would imagine that there is going to be some extra tutelage about not giving up on a play. And that, yeah. that's, that's the only thing that I really I took from him because I, I didn't focus in on him a lot after that. There was uh-huh. a personal vendetta type of feeling that I had in my head where I was just like, man, that, come on, dude. Like, you're such a good ball player. Like, you're right. I have watched your film at Florida State. I was a fan of yours. I'm still a fan of him, dude. It's not like I'm like tossing him out because of that one play. It was just disappointing because we talk about him having that dog and we talk about him having that underdog mentality. That didn't show up right there. And that was, that was disappointing for me. So I thought that was worth at least noting that that play yeah. happened. Yeah, you're a Hornets fan, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> you know, tell me about it. Um, yep. so you uh you follow Book Knight? Like I uh, do. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Book Knight. Like he's so pissed off that he isn't giving him the respect that he deserves, but doesn't put in the effort when he has the chance to do it. Um, so yeah, it, I, it, I think that Jamie like, Jamie has shown a lot more <laughs> work ethic already. I mean, he's gotten straight oh, yeah, to but, it. But, you, know, you know, he's know gotten straight saying. to like, it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He's got talent, but it's uh it's that. Uh, I'm Don't let the chip on your shoulder you. like overcome what's actually right, driving exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Work through the people dismissing you kind of thing instead mm-hmm. of being like, I don't know why yeah. I don't get time. I don't know why, uh, you know, it, it's sure. kind of like yeah. that thing. Like you have to work 120% to prove that you're good enough to get this, this stuff instead right. of like having that. I'm, I'm better. I don't know why people don't understand I'm better. And then do plays like that. That's kind of yeah. how I, I, I get kind of get a feel about it. It's still so early. He's a rookie. Like I, that's I, right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to over over think that. Uh, sure. But I, it's kind of like that's kind of like the the thing that I get uh, from him. Yep. Um. Anybody else that I, I feel like we've been like fairly negative. Chandler uh, Wooten. Chandler Wooten. Yeah. Had a nice game. Yeah. He's a good ball player. Yeah. He was around. He he flashed a bunch. His number was called a lot. Uh, that's number 57 inside linebacker for anyone that is not familiar with who that was. That was all over your screen. Yeah. Good ball player. I think that 
Uh, Mike K has had him making his 53 man. Oh, really? Twice, wow. I believe now wow. he's had him making that over Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith didn't have a terrific oh, yeah. day again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't right. even go into that. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna, yeah. He's, not, I'm, he's not making the team. We've already done enough, like, talk yeah. about people that didn't play super well. Yeah, yeah. He's not making the team. Let's just say that he's got some things to cut. work on. He's yeah, going he to have to work on some stuff. I mean, he's got he's to fix yeah. his reaction time. He might, he, yeah, he's yeah, very he's hesitant. Yeah, he's going to make the first cut, I don't think. Yeah. He's it, a very hesitant. Well, there's only one cut this year. There's only the mask. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, right, cool. But yeah, he's, he's got to work on his hesitancy. He's got to just, yeah. he's yeah. got to play instinctually. Especially but, in this defense. Yeah. But Chandler Wooten, I think, looked really good. I think that he looked like he belonged. And you pair him with Kamu and Deion Jones as the depth right there as the interior linebackers. I do like that group a lot all of a sudden. Yeah. Frankie, Shaq, Deion Jones, Kamu, and Chandler Wooten. I'll take that. Yeah. And Chandler Wooten is going to take some people by surprise because you don't you haven't heard of him and you're not exactly sure like what kind of ball player he is. Just watch. Yeah, yeah. The next game that you get to watch, just look for number fifty seven when he's out oh, there yeah. and just watch what he does. Because he's the next game that I'm he's a like. yeah, he's an athletic, instinctual player and he flies. He plays really hard. Yep. So I I really did want to talk about him because I liked what I saw from him and I I understand what Mike K was talking about now, making that yep. roster. He he looked like a legitimate NFL ball player. Yeah, you talk about staying multiple. I mean, uh, I think that having that inside line backer core almost all of them you can put outside if you need to like say mm-hmm. we get like crushed with uh injuries uh outside linebacker a lot of those guys can play outside linebacker i think um, i could and- you think you lose some when you try to put them out there but but yeah <laughs> no, you're right well, of if course but like if you're, if you're in a jam yeah yeah because yeah, everybody else is getting hurt hopefully it yeah. didn't happen but i'm saying like i i think we we, we can be a lot more creative with guys like that um, yep. it's kind of like where i'm going with, with that yep um yeah, we're at, we're at an hour. Uh, I feel like we have good, like we have like, I, I feel like we've been fairly negative about a lot of guys, but uh, I think we, we like touched for a, such a negative game. There's some guys that like stood out. I like especially on defense. Absolutely, especially yeah. on defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even though that we're like, uh, sorry, YGM. Uh, sorry, Braden Smith. The only <laughs> other negative thing that I do want to point out is that I just want Michael Jordan off the team, and and I'm what not he, one. What, is we, what are we doing? Man. I don't know. And I'm not I'm not the kind of person that wouldn't typically say, like, we gotta just cut bait. Like I don't want this dude even involved. This track record that this dude has as just a very poor pass pro offensive guard that we have tried with in the past, that the Bengals tried with, and now we're throwing him back out there. I understand maybe he was brought in as a depth signing and just to kind of bolster the roster and have those pieces down there. He played way too much if that's what he is. Don't put him I out there with my I don't know what they're doing. I would have rather just seen the same guy out there the entire game, even if it's a third stringer. I just don't know what you're doing with Michael Jordan. And I am oh, pleading. I'm, I'm pleading at this point with yeah. anybody that might be able to get this audio clip to somebody that actually matters in the <laughs> world of like, football. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care what has to happen here. Whatever favors mm-hmm. have to be called in, do me one solid and just drop this on like a little mini USB drive at somebody's office in that in that building in South Mint Street and have them just get rid of that player. Like you got to call David Newton. I think David Newton would be the guy to do it. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey right, uh, this is guy Ricky. He's on his podcast. He said, uh, yeah, yeah, go like, to Michael Jordan." I, uh, we've had one Michael depart recently. Can we just make it two? That's that's all I would ask for. And I'm sorry, Michael Jordan. I hope you get another opportunity somewhere else. I just don't want it to be yeah, here in Carolina. It's more about, That's no, all I'm going to say. It's less about you, but we want we want our no. Some some of, it, some of it's home. about you too, and I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole, but a lot of it it's about you, and I really just don't want you protecting the line for Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just it, man. Hey, it's about Bryce Young. I don't want him protecting him. I told uh, you I'm not that nice to other people. Uh, all right, cool. We've we, we, we've we've vamped uh, uh, yeah. and gone gone way too long, and yeah. uh, kind of like a not we didn't it's so funny that we walked in and we we're like yeah we didn't really get a lot of uh, uh data from this and, we just and then talked we talked for an hour forever. about it yeah i could go uh, for another three hours so if oh, anybody yeah. wants to keep talking about it let me know yeah 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 yeah. yeah call ricky his name is Bob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh yeah so uh let's just uh end it uh talking yep. about uh chart academy again uh yes, did anybody send you any uh pictures i know like, a couple of my friends have uh no have, i know a uh, couple of your buddies bought tickets i've got some people that have asked me about it and that said that they were going to um yeah. i do not have any proof of anybody buying okay. anything yet i've had multiple people ask you know questions about it and if there's any stipulations about it so there is interest but i have not received any pictures so if any of y'all have bought tickets and have forgotten to send them send them to me because the only way that we raffle off that jersey of your choice is with 25 tickets purchased yep. of, of my followers or show listeners. You can show that you subscribe to the show if you don't have a Twitter. 
do that as well. Shoot it over. Um, but send those pictures in if you want that jersey raffle. Yeah, I got I got five tickets, I think, for my, my friends. And yeah, I got to do a better job pushing it, man. Work is just beautiful. Yeah, I hear you. I hear and, you. Um, yeah, anything else we need to uh, touch on? Uh, we got Giants this week. If anybody is going to the game, let me know on Twitter because I want to hang yeah. out with some Panthers people because Ricky somebody, gets holler to hang out with at, somebody holler at New York Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, if Ricky gets to hang out with everyone, and I don't get to hang out with anyone. So <laughs> somebody please reach out and let me it's know. It's the if benefit you're going. of being in the hometown of the oh, football team. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, uh, life is uh, kind of lame compared to Bank of America, but uh, it's still going to be a good time. We're going to have a, we're having a lot of That's right. fun. So please reach out to me because I want to I want to hang and I want to hang out with Panthers fans. And uh, let's go. And like, That's and, it. and hopefully we like hopefully Dayball isn't as big of a doucher as uh, Sala. So we'll <laughs> uh, anything else you want to uh, bring up? I think I, I think I'm good. No, that's good, man. I I just wanted to recap the preseason and let everybody or preseason game one and kind of say fair to have critique, fair to be upset about some things, but let's hold off on on right. mashing that panic button just for right now. Yeah. 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 Bill Belichick never wins uh preseason games and he won like seven rings or six yeah, rings. Decent. And, right. Yeah, yeah, right. And we beat the Bills twenty one nothing last year. So yep. relax. Yep. Um all right, cool. Well, uh thanks everybody. I guess we'll end it out with a big keep. Pounding. Keep pounding.